this is Andrea with the Andrea Effect, a podcast channel focused on entrepreneurship, um, millennialism, just a bunch of different topics that are relevant for our listeners today. And my special friend and my special guest today is Marina Cordova, owner of and lead uh, creator of Luna and Saya, which is a beautiful jewelry brand. And we'll go a little bit more into those details of what she does in that brand in this podcast. So let me talk to you a little bit about who she is. So Marina grew up on the countryside of rural Southeast Arizona. Um, both of her parents are immigrants from Mexico. And uh, with such a beautiful childhood and humble upbringings, this really launched her to become really creative. Um, you guys know, you know, when you have limited resources, those things tend to happen, but it's not this type of diversity, it's not, or adversity, it's not really a punishment, right, where someone may see it as that. Sometimes it really creates uh, an opportunity for us to dream, dream big. She went on to dabble with drawing clothes and designs and making cakes and just really anything artistic, even in her high school, to dancing and and playing roles and all of that good stuff. And now uh, 2007 is when she came here to Tucson, Arizona and uh, started college and just had a itch for entrepreneurship and if you know marina and um and you're one of her fans or her followers or her uh customers that purchase her beautiful jewelry or have had the opportunity and an honor to have her in your life you guys know that she is just a very focused dedicated person right um so all of this is what created her love i would say for entrepreneurship and and this kind of brought her into starting her own business and 2018 is when Luna and Saya launched um, that's when she started her LLC and then I think uh, just knowing you a little bit of personal is the pandemic really pushed a lot of people into that space and uh, we didn't really have a choice right we were either a lot of people were either let go a lot of people were just like I, I cannot do this or there was not an option or they had to choose do I stay home during the pandemic for the well-being of my family or do I risk myself and expose myself and really not not know if my body can handle that because some people would do just fine with with the with the COVID this is all prior to the vaccine a lot of people are doing just fine and some people they couldn't handle it so just with all those variables a lot of people had some serious questions to ask Marina actually I've always been a huge fan of hers and she launched this and just ran full force so she is a 100 percent dedicated business owner and I am so happy to have you on today and thank you for making time oh thank you that was a very sweet introduction <laughs> I I'm very fortunate to have people like you in my life so thank you so much for having me on your podcast today I'm so excited yeah for sure um I think one of the things I'll never forget our conversation you know um of when it started you know going into it it's it was kind of like a little scary a little worrisome but I mean now that you're in it because you're in it 100% right it's one thing to do it part-time right you've done that yes and, um, uh, but now yeah full correct. It's, it's full-time and it's definitely different and it comes with its own challenges because it's different when you do something for fun like a hobby versus you know making it your full-time in income because then it kind of changes the um the way you feel about it because it does tend to become more work-like so you have to find 
that happy medium where, you know, it's still what it was before, like an outlet for you um, without having to feel the pressure of constantly creating. So I've, I've gone through a lot of uh, roller coaster emotions uh, being an entrepreneur, but I, I still go back to knowing that this is the path I meant to walk. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel, you know, I own a couple of businesses too. And, you know, one of the, one of the main things that I feel is, and, you know, just kind of echoing what you're saying is we're first gen business owners, right? Yes. Um, and you're, yes. you're first gen American, but then in addition to that, you also have in your first gen college bound and you're really like first gen. I would consider myself second uh, just because my mom was born here. But I was raised by my grandmother. So I don't know what you would call that. I would, I mean, technically it's second, right? But first gen, like as far as like, the modalities yeah. and things I would like say that. definitely like I mean you're I feel like you grew up with the first gen mentality for sure that's who you were raised by um yeah. I mean if people want to get technical then yeah, yeah. you you're yeah. technically second but Correct. because of your situation then yes absolutely you you understand the process of what of you know growing up first gen yeah, yeah, I think a lot of us, and I think a lot of people do, you know, and, and that's at a very basic point, we're putting labels on things, because, I mean, there can be a seventh gen, right, our kids, our grandkids, or whatever, and we can still instill a lot of these work ethics, a lot of, a lot of things into, into our, into our, uh, our children, or our yes. nieces, our nephews, absolutely, Firulais, um, we can show them how to put in some hard work, that's an inside joke, y'all have to look it up. But um, no, but I, but I mean, like a lot of these things were number one, this is, this is independent of the first gen, right? But, um, but it's learning, learning what you don't know. So you're learning the hard way, right? Kind of learning by your mistakes. And like yep. you just said, like, okay, how do I fall? Cause I love to cook you. I've cooked for you. I cook yes. for people I love. It's what I do. But you know, when I sit there, I'm like, Shit, should I call, should I go back to culinary school? Like, I don't think I would like it. Cause chefs they're there 12 14 16 hours right and you're doing it more for the enjoyment it's that right you need something to keep you creative and i'm like who like would i do that the wrong way so it's falling in love with it it's it's finding out what is my burnout limit it's finding out what do i scale and delegate or do i do that or if i if i step away from it is it all going to fall apart because you know i've done all this to keep it up and right it's a lot of uh, mindset work. Yes, I think um, there comes many times, at least for me, and I'm sure you, you know, you've gone through that too, where you kind of have to figure like, is this, you know, I've asked myself that question, like, is this the path for me? Like, is this what I should be doing in my life? But I think ultimately what it comes down to um, is I'm very aligned with my spirituality, as you know, and I feel that I'm here to serve other people. And right now that vessel is my jewelry. And if that vessel needs to change, I will embrace that. I'm okay with that. And that keeps me at peace knowing that, um, you know, if something needs to change that that's okay. And that's part of my, my destiny and my uh, uh, work on this earth. So I don't try to focus so much. And that's kind of a shift that's happened um, recently yeah. because I used to be like, well, what if this business 
doesn't work out or what if this you know sometimes you have those negative thoughts what if? Yeah. exactly so i've learned to be uh, accept that you know what if if i get to a point where i feel completely exhausted and burnt out and that i no longer want to make hearings anymore that i believe that is part of my uh divine purpose like that was that journey came to an end when it was supposed to and now I'm meant to do something different. So that's just the way I look at things, which yeah. helps me be more yeah. at peace. Yeah. And I've, I've definitely been on that loop. Um, I actually I started my marketing agency, which I have in addition to the podcast and some other things. But yes, um, I, I started in 2000. Well, 2011, it was Andrea Rivera LLC. Don't judge me. And um, I was like, this is what you name it, right? And then uh, 2012, you know, I signed website, full business cards, logo, official, official. And yes. around, it, it just, I was inspired by so many small businesses I had worked with. Um, and I was just like, this is, this is cool. This is fun. This is easy. And it's not. And um, once I found out like, oh, you know, who do I ask? How does this go? And it, I decided like, you know, maybe this is not for me. So I picked up a job um, somewhere around 2014. I started, I got a license for like insurance. Like I started doing anything but that. But then in insurance, I'm like, I want to market it. So then I realized that it was me that I needed to not be scared and just kind of go with it and go all in. But the timing couldn't have been before or after. It had to be right when I was ready, right when I was like, enough is enough, I need to do this. And so the marketing agency who I'm very particular who I work with, because I feel that is a big responsibility to message and communicate and brand people. And I always want to make sure that they're aware companies or conscious companies and they're doing good out in the world, you know? Absolutely. Which um, says a lot about you too, you know? Yeah, money, not not all money is this green. You know what I mean? A lot of people have religion as their money and that's good if that's their their path. Right. But, um, but I sleep really good at night and um, and I think, I, I mean, I don't know if, if it would be another way. I chased it before. I, I compromised. I made a lot of mistakes, I guess, along the way. But ultimately, I found out a lot about myself. So being in that space, you know, of burnout is just like, okay. I'm burnt out. This is the max I can run. And then I need this much downtime. And then you rev up. And so like that cycle is just like, this is not really, we need to scale, right? And who do we talk to about that, right? Because a lot of our friend business, business owners are kind of running themselves ragged too. Right. So, um, I like that alignment. I like the spirituality part of it. Because what I did find out, to kind of echo what you were saying was you remove ego. It's never been about me. It's just been about what I do as a service. And so as a faucet, you, you're you going to do that in whatever capacity it allows you to and just serve, you know, serve your purpose. So I really love that. Um, what do you do to kind of regain, like, I know manifestations. I'm big on manifestations. I'm big on journaling. Um, you and I do. Uh, it's been a while, but you and I do. I call it. It's like hike yoga, which is for, well, we do meditation and sushi, right? Like there's like, that's literally our, our thing. And so people can do hike meditation, yoga and beer, brews or wine. Like there's literally rituals like that people do. Kind of focus on entrepreneurship, um, millennialism, just a bunch of different topics that 
are relevant for our listeners today. And my special friend and my special guest today is Marina Cordova, owner of and lead uh, creator of Luna and Saya, which is a beautiful jewelry brand. And we'll go a little bit more into those details of what she does in that brand in this podcast. So let me talk to you a little bit about who she is. So Marina grew up on the countryside of rural Southeast Arizona. Um, Both of her parents are immigrants from Mexico. And uh, with such a beautiful childhood and humble upbringings, this really launched her into become really creative. Um, you guys know, you know, when you have limited resources, those things tend to happen. But it's not this type of diversity. It's not or adversity. It's not really a punishment, right? Where someone may see it as that. Sometimes it really creates uh, an opportunity for us to dream, dream big. She went on to dabble with drawing clothes and designs and making cakes and just really anything artistic, even in her high school, to dancing and and playing roles and all of that good stuff. And now uh, 2007 is when she came here to Tucson, Arizona and uh, started college and just had a itch for entrepreneurship and if you know marina and um and you're one of her fans or her followers or her uh customers that purchase her beautiful jewelry or have had the opportunity and an honor to have her in your life you guys know that she is just a very focused dedicated person right um so all of this is what created her love i would say for entrepreneurship and and this kind of brought her into starting her own business. And 2018 is when Luna and Saya launched. Um, that's when she started her LLC. And then I think uh, just knowing you a little bit of personal is the pandemic really pushed a lot of people into that space. And uh, we didn't really have a choice, right? We were either, a lot of people were either let go. A lot of people were just like, I, I cannot do this. Or there was not an option or they had to choose. Do I stay home during the pandemic for the well-being of my family or do I risk myself and expose myself and really not not know if my body can handle that because some people would do just fine with with the with the COVID and this is all prior to the vaccine a lot of people are doing just fine and some people they couldn't handle it so just with all those variables a lot of people had some serious questions to ask Marina actually I've always been a huge fan of hers and she launched this and just ran full force so she is a 100 percent dedicated business owner and I am so happy to have you on today and thank you for making time oh thank you that was a very sweet introduction (laughs) (laughs) I I'm very fortunate to have people like you in my life so thank you so much for having me on your podcast today I'm so excited yeah for sure um I think one of the things I'll never forget our conversation you know um of when it started you know going into it it's it was kind of like a little scary a little worrisome but I mean now that you're in it because you're in it 100% right it's one thing to do it part-time right you've done that yes Uh, um, but now yeah it's full-time and it's definitely different and it comes with its own challenges because it's different when you do something for fun like a hobby versus you know making it your full-time income because then it kind of changes the um the way you feel about it because it does tend to become more work-like so you have to find that happy medium where you know it's still what it was before like an outlet for you um without having to feel the pressure of constantly creating so i've I've gone through 
a lot of uh, roller coaster emotions uh, being an entrepreneur, but I, I still go back to knowing that this is the path I meant to walk. Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel, you know, I own a couple of businesses too. And, you know, one of the, one of the main things that I feel is, and, you know, just kind of echoing what you're saying is we're first gen business owners, right? Yes. Uh, and you're, yes. you're first gen American. But then in addition to that, you also have your first gen college bound and you're really like first gen. I would consider myself second uh, just because my mom was born here. but I was raised by my grandmother. So I don't know what you would call that. I would. I mean, technically it's second. Right. But first gen, like as far as like the modalities. Yeah. And things I would like say that. definitely like I mean, you're I feel like you grew up with the first gen mentality. For because sure. That's who you were raised by. Um, yeah. I mean, if people want to get technical, then yeah, yeah. You, you're yeah. technically second. But Correct. because of your situation, then yes, absolutely. You you understand the process of what of, you know, growing up first gen. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of us and I think a lot of people do, you know, and and that's at a very basic point. We're putting labels on things because, I mean, there can be a seventh gen, right? Our kids, our grandkids or whatever. And we can still instill a lot of these work ethics, a lot of a lot of things into into our into our uh, our children or our nieces, our nephews. Absolutely. Firulais. We can show them how to put in some hard work. That's an inside joke. Y'all have to look it up. But um, no, but I, but I mean, like a lot of these things were number one, this is, this is independent of the first gen, right? Um, but it's learning, learning what you don't know. So you're learning the hard way, right? Kind of learning by your mistakes. And like yep. you just said, like, okay, how do I fall? Cause I'd love to cook you. I've cooked for you. I cook yes. for people I love. It's what I do. But you know, when I sit there, I'm like, shit, should I call, should I go back to culinary school? Like, I don't think I would like it because chefs they're there 12 14 16 hours right and you're doing it more for the enjoyment it's that right you need something to keep you creative and i'm like who like would i do that the wrong way so it's falling in love with it it's it's finding out what is my burnout limit it's finding out what do i scale and delegate or do i do that or if i if i step away from it is it all going to fall apart because you know i've done all this to keep it up and right a lot of uh, mindset work yes I think um there comes many times at least for me and I'm sure you you know you've gone through that too where you kind of have to figure like is this you know I've asked myself that question like is this the path for me like is this what I should be doing in my life but I think ultimately what it comes down to um is I'm very aligned with my spirituality, as you know, and I feel that I'm here to serve other people. And right now that vessel is my jewelry. And if that vessel needs to change, I will embrace that. I'm okay with that. And that keeps me at peace knowing that, um, you know, if something needs to change that that's okay. And that's part of my, my destiny and my uh, uh, work on this earth. So I don't try to focus so much. And that's kind of a shift that's happened um, recently because I used to be like, well, what if this business doesn't work out? Or what if this, you know, sometimes you have those negative thoughts. What if? Exactly. So I've learned to be, uh, accept that, you know what, if, if I get to a point where I feel completely exhausted and burnt out and that I no longer want to make hearings anymore, 
that I believe that is part of my uh, divine purpose. Like that was that journey came to an end when it was supposed to. And now I'm meant to do something different. So that's just the way I look at things, which yeah. helps me be more yeah. at peace. Yeah. And I've, I've definitely been on that loop. Um, I actually I started my marketing agency, which I have in addition to the podcast and some other things. But yes, um, I, I started in 2000. Well, 2011, it was Andrea Rivera LLC. Don't judge me. And um, I was like, this is what you name it, right? And then uh, 2012, you know, I signed website, full business cards, logo, official, official. And yes. around, it, it just, I was inspired by so many small businesses I had worked with. Um, and I was just like, this is, this is cool. This is fun. This is easy. And it's not. And um, once I found out like, oh, you know, who do I ask? How does this go? And it, I decided like, you know, maybe this is not for me. So I picked up a job um, somewhere around 2014. I started, I got a license for like insurance. Like I started doing anything but that. But then in insurance, I'm like, I want to market it. So then I realized that it was me that I needed to not be scared and just kind of go with it and go all in. But the timing couldn't have been before or after. It had to be right when I was ready, right when I was like, enough is enough, I need to do this. And so the marketing agency who I'm very particular who I work with, because I feel that is a big responsibility to message and communicate and brand people. And I always want to make sure that they're aware companies or conscious companies, and they're doing good out in the world, you know, absolutely, which Um, says a lot about you too, you know, yeah, money, not, not all money is this green, you know what I mean? A lot of people have religion as their money. And that's good. If that's their, their path. Right. But, um, but I sleep really good at night. And, um, and I think, I, I mean, I don't know if, if it would be another way. I chased it before I, I compromised. I made a lot of mistakes, I guess, along the way. But ultimately, I found out a lot about myself. So being in that space, you know, of burnout is just like, okay, I'm burnt out. This is the max I could run. And then I need this much downtime. And then you rev up. And so like that cycle is just like, this is not really, we need to scale, right? And who do we talk to about that, right? Because a lot of our friend business, business owners are kind of running themselves ragged too. Right. So, um, I like that alignment. I like the spirituality part of it. Because what I did find out, to kind of echo what you were saying, was you remove ego. It's never been about me. It's just been about what I do as a service. And so as a faucet, you, you're going to do that in whatever capacity it allows you to and just serve, you know, serve your purpose. So I really love that. Um, what do you do to kind of regain, like, I know manifestations. I'm big on manifestations. I'm big on journaling. Um, you and I do, uh, it's been a while, but you and I do, I call it, it's like hike yoga, which is where well, we do meditation and sushi, right? Like there's like, that's literally our, our thing. And so people can do hike meditation, yoga and beer, brews or wine. Like there's literally rituals like that people do, but what do you do in your day to day? That's just like sin falla, sin faltar. I have to have this to start. The corporate America, but yeah, that's what I was, I was touching on is I feel like here in the States, it's very driven by, um, you know, if work, 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 and not only work, 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 but I feel like, um, 
people now really truly have to work until they're old just because of how um yes. how expensive cost of living has become with inflation and and even now gas prices you know so people do have to work 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 even later on to their you know when they're elders i've seen it's heartbreaking i see um you know i went to target the other day cashier um was there and you know he's an older gentleman he should be sitting at home resting and you know he's here working i remember um when i used to work at target this was years ago back in like 2007 and there was i love this little lady i want and right now i just wonder what happened to her um i was i was close to her and then you know i ended up leaving and i lost touch with her but but she was she was well into her like late 70s and she was still working she was a cashier and she said she had to work because she couldn't afford her med medicines her medication Jeez. yeah so i that mentality like I, I i do feel people are shifting and and that's why you know i feel um maybe a lot of people want to become entrepreneurs now because it's a it's a different it's a chance at a different life way of life yeah, where where they have that control of the narrative or right. you know, getting forced laid off. I mean, you know, I, I'm I haven't done the full research, but I'm pretty sure, you know, this history repeats itself with the Spanish flu and like the depression and all these things when they hit like first it was the flu, right? So you got the pandemic and then you got the depression, which were in a recession, right? Yes. And some of it aren't some of us are gonna feel the recession more than others. And then um, you have all these different types of things that are always just sure to happen. And yep. so, you know, knowing that not one sole income for one person is not enough. It's not even enough for two people and a family. So, you know, go figure. But I think um, being able to to talk about it now, you know, the Internet, social media, having these conversations. Um, yes. And I'm not... <laughs> where we empower each other, not like you're not doing enough because you don't own a Chanel bag. No, none of that. Or, hey, go buy this. You know, they call them the crypto bros or everyone's like, you, you can tell when somebody's like financially motivated or something because they're trying to, you know, just kind of soften their ego or any way they grew up versus doing it because they really love it. Um, yes. I, at least I can. I can kind of pick up like, oh, this dude's about him, right? Versus, oh, okay, he, he's there for the people. And, and maybe it's like he doesn't want people to go through, which I guess would still be for him in a way that he suffered or something. So I've watched those things. Um, you know, we've all been in a room where we just people talk. They like to hear themselves talk. And we're just like, okay, right? But yep. um, I, I think the main thing, um, if we had to choose would be to flow, would be to, you know, I'm seeing all these people, you know, they're like, we sold our house and, you know, we couldn't afford a house or we were looking to buy one and everyone was coming in 100K asking cash over. Right. And, and it's just like, <laughs> holy smokes, how can they compete with that? And um, and so they're just like buying RBs and going like traveling and. Um, I saw that. I saw a story <sighs> about that. And, I, and, and in a way, it's like a, it pushes you to live a life outside of what you ever thought you should have. And then you end up being happier, you know? Yeah. So, I, I don't know if I would, but I, I admire it because 
they're thinking outside of the box. And so this whole podcast, this whole, the whole Andrea Effect channel is think for yourself, which can kind of be a little silly because we all think in a way that has been programmed into us. But there's a lot of times, let's just say you have a decision to make and you have 10 options, right? Or five options. And out of those two or three, it's the voices of your mother, your tias, your tios, your family. You right. know, and the other two are your original thoughts. Like, no, you can't wear pajamas out to go eat delicious sushi. You have to get dressed, right? And so yeah. just think like of a four-year-old. They just throw on whatever and just get up and walk out. Yeah. Like, how delicious is that? But then there's, you know, we start saying that's unacceptable, that's impolite, that's uncivilized. And so we have all these things that are not your own. And um, and I think people are being forced to step out and, and embrace those features, whereas they wouldn't have had to do that before because of um, just <laughs> circumstances, you know, whatever those may be. Right. And then you have to think, like, who who made these rules, you know? Yeah. Who said? I, even the other day, yeah. I was thinking, I'm like, who said we have to go to school? Who started the school system? Yeah. You yeah. know, and I'm not saying I, I do believe in education, but I also believe that you can be successful without having an education. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you have you... to question everything. I Like, you know, you question the status quo, like, yeah. Is this really like, you know, why do we have to work 40 hours a week? Why do we have to work more than that? Why do we have, yeah. why? Yeah, well, it's for somebody, right? So, so worker bees and like the whole sit down, shut up, what you got to do for eight hours mm-hmm. while your parents at work, we're training the next generation of set, um, sit down, <laughs> shut up, do what you're told, just like your parents. Yeah. So that keeps everything flowing. And right now, I mean, the companies that have been rich off of workers or employees, they're going to stay rich. That's not a problem, right? Hopefully, they're diversifying their portfolios because I don't care how rich or poor you are. I never want anyone to be in a in a crummy situation. But I think a lot of this, the schooling, you know, you can't, you sit down and you look at a board for hours and it's just, uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel yeah. like it's just training to be obedient versus really you know thinking out loud life um, skills life skills that's why i really love um i love change maker high school i love mitch kayo academy Nogales in tucson change makers uh-huh. in tucson they have really set the bar so high for the students they created a community they um you know and they're like the testing it's just amazing i'm so proud of of the things they have done to really turn around um you know, education in the space where kids want to learn and, you know, um, where they feel empowered to learn, where they see education as an asset because right. they, they found out what they want to do and they're just, they, they understand the impact of them doing that or, or getting a degree in, or, or becoming a doctor or something like that can also be representation in the community, right? Um as a Latina doctor was mentioning earlier in, in a video I watched, um, she was discussing how her patients talk to her because they look like her. And she's saying, you have to take these pills because this is, this is affected. And if you're eating this, like, and I think there's a lot of doctors out there that do that. I think there's some doctors that are like, I'm giving up, you know, we're just going to close the file and label you as this because. Right. Yeah. Um, 
So all of those things have really come to light with um, with the pandemic and representation does matter. So Latinos in higher education or just immigrants in higher education that can help um, future immigrants is important, whether they're Latino or, or any or any other, um, you know, uh, from any other nationality. I agree. Yes. Yeah. Um, your products, you were doing a real and you are in addition to being the creative director, you are also, you know, doing doing these pieces yourself. In addition to that, you're also your own content creator, marketer, brander, right? You do it all. And, <laughs> many, um, yes, many of the positions I hold. <laughs> <laughs> you have a label for each and every one of them. On the website, it says your name. You all meet our staff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I say we, it's just me, really. <laughs> uh, you have to say we. I learned that earlier. I'm yeah. like, no, it's just me and somebody else. And my girl's like, don't say that. You have to say it's it's bigger than that. They're going to take you seriously. I was like, why? Well, yeah, it is what it is. Um, I think um, I like your game, your promotion game. Your, and, I, and I don't say game in, a, in a, any type of way other than just the flow of it. Um, you really connect with the audience. You share who you are. You share your pieces. You share your process. You've always been so generous, like, so abundant and that there's enough for everybody to and it's something I really admired about you and you know you really help people kind of get on to jewelry if they wanted to start creating jewelry for themselves or or even um, I know you teach people or they'll message you from all over the the country right and like other makers um, yeah of the polymer clay is now that's exactly what you do I know you do acrylic you do quite a bit of other things but what's your what's your jam I so I started with polymer clay that was initially what I started with and then um I moved on to acrylic but there I love both of them I really do I think both mediums are so fun to work with uh the difference for me I would say I can get very uh detailed and do crazy crazy designs with acrylic um and with polymer clay it's a little bit harder to execute some ideas so when I can't execute them with polymer clay, I'll play around with an idea on um, on the acrylic. And not only does it cut acrylic, right? It also cuts wood. So I, I'm actually working on some wood things. Cool. Yeah, and, and I have a meeting later today for um, a collaboration with a local... Um, I, I'm going to let you know first <clears throat> because I haven't announced it for, um, yet. Okay, we'll hold up on posting this. <laughs> It, it's a collaboration with an, a local um, cake maker, and she makes the cutest little, they're called bento cakes, and they're <laughs> tiny little cakes. So they're so cute. Her aesthetic is so awesome. And overall, I love her <clears throat> personality. I think she's a very sweet person. I met her in person. Um, and I, I want to work with other creatives that, you know, yeah have the same values as I do and and also that you know our both of our aesthetics kind of mesh well together and and her and I were kind of similar on the aesthetic wavelength uh but I'm super excited so we have some some really cool ideas and we're meeting today to discuss some of that stuff and see where it goes from there you know so rainbow holographic bento cakes is what we got to look forward to 
Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna I, I we've been talking about like, you know, some things and you know, obviously I would make some earrings and um I want her to be part of the design process, but she wears a lot of hair accessories because she can't wear earrings because of her religion. But <clears throat> I don't want that to limit us. Yeah. So we, yeah, we talked about like things that she likes to wear. Like she's very big on accessories other than earrings. So we're, we're going to talk about that today. And, and I have some great ideas for like cute little hair, um, hair uh, pins and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I can't wait to see it. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I'll message you afterwards. You yeah, can let I'll me know when you're going to release that. So I don't, I don't include this part. I'm just going to beep over it. I'm just going to beep entirely over it. Um, I think the, the way you promote it, like I said, it's just, um, it's really, it's really you. It's your personality type. So somebody starting out making jewelry, what, like, what would you give them as a tip or just a business owner, right? Um, what are the three tips you would share that they have to do? I mean, let's just say they can choose a platform. That would be my first one, right? Choose a platform. Um, you want to be everywhere at all times, but sometimes it's just okay to be on one, right? Um, or TikTok. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> but I'm saying when you, when you choose one, like, what are the, what are the three must haves, um, or for you, three tips that you can give a creator of any type of art right now? I think, um, you know, when you, if you really want to get into it full time, and these are things, you know, I wish I would have known when I first started, but you, you learn as you go to, but if you right. really want to do something full time, I think knowing your audience is the most important. I think number one, like, who do you want to sell to first and foremost? And um, the second is why, why are you in business? What are, what's your, you, besides from, you know, making money or whatever, or you have to have a purpose bigger than money. I, that's in my personal opinion, because that purpose is what's going to push you to move forward when the hard days come, because yeah. it doesn't matter. Like you can make money from so many different things, but if you're going in business, why are you doing it? For what purpose? Um, that's something I've, I've learned too. And, and, you know, I've figured that throughout time, um, that for me, it's, it's bringing that happiness to people, spreading my message of love and compassion and just positivity, you know, like spreading those little, those little gifts of, of love and light through my, my jewelry. Um, I have a passion for buying groceries. (laughs) I have a passion for being able to afford groceries. That's what I work for. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you like to cook. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, and your third and one, the third one, I, I think if you're starting out, one of the biggest things that I would recommend is either, um, start an email list or an SMS, SMS list. So you have someone to launch to when you're going to, that's a text list. Product. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, SMS. Yeah, because right now, <clears throat> excuse me, there's email list, <clears throat> but there's also a lot of people are moving to SMS texting, which is even more effective than emails. So sure. that's, I think, something that you can have in the back of your mind to think about as you're, you know, looking to start your business. Because when you do launch whatever, if you're especially if you're a product served 
uh, product-based business, then you have people to launch to. Yeah, for sure. Um, those are awesome. Those are, so like to put in perspective kind of what um, Marina was saying, let's just use, for instance, a restaurant, right? So with a restaurant, you're going to have like, or even let's just say the earring company, you're going to have a tap in for a birthday gift, right? So let's just say um, some type of sign in, you sign up, you get your email right there, you've captured the client's email. Um, you've given them an intro, get 10% off or get 50% off on your birthday month, whatever it is. And then typically people, you'll have your cherry pickers, right? Well, they'll go in and then they'll buy and then that's it. They'll never come back. But you also have the opportunity while not costing yourself everything by giving it away for free. You also have the opportunity to introduce your products, whether that's food or the earrings or clothing or, or even hair or nails or whatever type of skin product you may want to offer treatments. Yeah. And then once you have them, um, you know, you're able to go in and once in that email list, just give really good content, uh, content, like once a week, right? Did you know, or this type of stuff or, you know, pairing fashion, um, with the earrings or, you know, saying, Hey, here's a cool recipe from your favorite restaurant, you know, Andrea's kitchen per se. And then you kind of just go in there. Right. And then after that, you're able to say, Hey, these are the packages buy gift certificates and make those bigger, um, those bigger purchases, you know, especially if your meals are, 10, 15 bucks and you have customers coming in for Christmas in July, right? And so they're able to buy the earrings at maybe half price or they're able to buy, um, you know, uh, a gift certificate for somebody so they can shop on your website what they want to do. There's just so many fun ways to play with promoting it. Um, but the most thing, the most important thing I see is that you are consistent and I really admire you for that. You're, you're there every you know, and some days we're not, and that's okay too, right? Because we're just like our heads are on the ground doing it, but um, yeah, yes. I think a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I do try to show up even on the days that I don't feel like showing up, and I'll let people sure. know in my stories that I didn't feel like showing up, but I'm showing up. <laughs> and I feel like, like you should means- be honored with my presence because I don't really want to be here right now, <clears throat> no, I'd I rather mean- be creating. <laughs> yeah. And I mean that like in a very sincere way, you know, we're no, we're yeah. like. Like, hey, she she didn't feel like showing up, but I can relate to her because I felt yeah. that way too. So I feel like that builds more genuine connections with yeah. people, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what, you know, when I say like, you're really there, like it's you and, you know, knowing you off of off of screen, I'm just like, yep, that's, that's it. Like, and it's real and it's relatable. And, you know, some of the highs are relatable. Some of the lows are relatable. And it's just making sure, like you said, going back to the very first one or second one, I believe, is knowing your audience, you know, where some people might be like, well, you know, I would have kept that to myself where we're just like, oh no, we're going to share. Like, it's not all, you know, what Instagram used to be so long ago was just this narrative and just showing all the pluses and some people, you know, out of our control would sit there and compare. Um, We can't control that, you know, how people take it. But um, I know as a person that would post this stuff, I would just say, well, I don't want anyone to, like, I want to brighten somebody's day. I don't want to share the bad side because who wants to hear that? But then I started to understand that it becomes um, not hypocritical, but just kind of like this toxic positivity. Right. It's just like, 
Look at me. I don't blink. I don't have wrinkles. Nothing hurts. I'm happy. Happy life. Positive vibes only. And yeah. so that's not true, right? That, that's I not- think that's a very good point um, because you, you're not always, you can still be a positive person and have bad days. Yeah, or bad moments, right? Maybe like the whole day's not freaking shot, but like maybe, oh yeah, man. No, some days are shot. <laughs> some days are just like not yeah. it, right? Yeah, we've all been there. <laughs> we've all been there. And some days, you know, people stay there longer, you know, and I've seen families stay there for months and years and that's really painful. And it, it just always like, anytime you come around and you see somebody smile because of you or feel inspired or, you know, if you guys listen to creators out there or follow people, comment on their page or send them a message like, hey, you know, you really took me out of the dumps or I really like your message. It resonated because it's not that it makes us feel good, but it lets us know that that is so important because we're also human. Right. And so <laughs> right. that message is kind of like giving back that energy that of that hit of dopeness that you got from somebody too. Right. I love that. Yeah, it's just um, reciprocity. Uh, I feel as creatives and, you know, I feel we're able to give, 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 give. But it's just so beautiful to receive as well. And and we're in the energy, too. Absolutely. Um, is there anything you want to share? I'm going to wrap it up. I know we got a busy day. Is there anything that you want to share? Oh, my God. Check your screen. Make sure your screen's not going black right now. <laughs> oh, no, I did. I'm like, right when you told me to check my screen, it was 2222. Yes, Repeat me too. Numbers. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Okay, yin yang for sure. Um, what about, let's see. <clears throat> What is something you want to share a little tidbit or something? And then I have a quick little, we're going to do a little fire off roundup. I'll show you what that it is right okay. now. So the, what was the question? Well, is there anything you want to share before we wrap up? Anything um, you want to? I think the biggest, one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give people is just to, um, I know as cliche as that sounds, don't give up. You can always pivot change things you know move things around but don't quit because you never know how close you are to an opportunity presenting itself that can completely change your entire life this is true i second that amen because that is that is exactly how it goes right when you're being pushed to your limit and you're ready to tirar la toalla something will just be in yeah hang in there guys for sure we got this all right i got some questions for you ready ready really quick before we sign off i want to make sure that we know where to find you so that's luna and for the dopest and most beautiful earrings um it's l-u-n-a-a-n-d-s-a-y-a.com it's also on Instagram where you're going to find a lot of good content if you're looking to get started into some type of new thing. Remember, guys, things take time, but knowing and having like a community that kind of guides you and helps you is super important. And this woman right here is super, um, is one I would follow if I had to choose to get into jewelry. Aww. But I love my nails too much. So <laughs> I see your little hands going there. I'm like, they're like little owls on Christmas. It is working all the time. Yeah. They have their own names, each finger. They're just I busy. Name I should name them. 
it'd be like I hurt Panchito and it's like the index <laughs> finger Pirulais Pirulais is the like the pinky over here no? <laughs> but the right hand one yeah um, okay I got some quick questions for you um, Duvalin or Mazapan Duvalin alright Doritos or Lays Doritos okay wine or tequila wine oh wine really yes. alright all right. sushi or tacos <laughs> Oh, that's oh, so hard. It is. It is. No, don't do this to me. I have to. We have to see what you're about. Uh, I'm going to judge you from this point on. Sushi or tacos? Sushi. sushi. <gasps> bueno. All right. All right. And then, um, Cristina or Sábado Gigante? Sábado Gigante. Oh, the way. All right. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And love you so much. Thank you for making time and your busy, busy day. Um, I wish you the best on your upcoming meeting and that all dopeness uh, comes from it. And you guys just have fun, right? I just, yes. Have fun. That's have another one. Have fun. Have fun. Have fun. Have fun doing it. That's a good uh, indicator of alignment. Thank you for having me. I My appreciate pleasure. you greatly. And I of love course. you. And you are yeah. amazing. Igualmente. Besitos. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.